0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hiya. I have missed you. And my confession today is that I crushed it. So instead of trying to find ways to couch my words in modesty and humility, I'm just going to tell you that the past few weeks have been really, really busy. I had a one-on-one workshop in Philadelphia, and then the gathering started. And then um, this week, for the past few days, I've been teaching the Imaginarium. And I didn't have time to podcast, and now I do. And it felt like the ending of that sort of gauntlet of activity that I had set for myself wasn't just what I usually do, which is unpack, have a lot of rest, and that's that. There was this piece of, it isn't really done until I tell you how it went. Because you've been along with me on the podcast journey of leading up to it and making so many things and all of those feelings of like questioning and reflecting. And I wanted to give you the day after, when it's just the purest joy and the purest exhaustion simultaneously, when you have given a good gift and you know it was good and you did a good job and you're tired, but it's not depleted tired, it's having done a good job tired, you'll you'll get it back. I want you to have that, and I want you to be able to feel that in your body, just like I do in my body right now, and because I, ultimately what I want is, if I am willing to take up the space of saying, here's what happened, I had a bunch of activities, one-on-one, online, in person, a bunch of people, one person, and I crushed all of them, it's like there's a taboo against saying, I fucking crushed it. So if I say, I fucking crushed it, there is a space for you to say somewhere in your life, I fucking crushed it and just fucking crush it. Because if you, (laughs) what I have found about my people is that we are relentlessly, relentlessly productive, relentlessly intelligent, relentlessly amazing And what we do to ourselves that causes great harm is minimizing that amazingness or pretending that we didn't just crush it or pretending that we're not as happy as we are or pretending that we're not as grateful as we are or pretending that we didn't know it was going to be fantastic the whole time. And those things cause harm because they make us doubt ourselves. And it means that we're allowed to be low, we're allowed to be shitty, we're allowed to doubt ourselves. But at the opposite end of the spectrum, when it's going well, when we've crushed it, when we've nailed it, when we're succeeding, when we're doing exactly what we need to do to get exactly where we need to go. And life is objectively just for a moment, a second, a millimeter good. And we are not being crushed by existential despair. Please own that and claim that and love that. And what have you fucking crushed in the past couple of weeks? Literally send me an email k at kristenkelp.com and please let me celebrate whatever it is that you are like crushing nailing these are very masculine terms you're just generally doing a really good job with and maybe you just need to be seen for the fact that you're doing a really good job i'd be happy to see you so here's what doing a really good job looks like for me um at at the imaginarium specifically we can maybe we'll go somewhere else maybe we won't We'll start there at the Imaginarium. It's a group of women being brought together from all over. And what we're looking for are the kernels of aliveness that are still in you. Maybe they feel more like embers. Maybe they feel like kernels. Maybe they feel like seeds. Maybe they feel like tender, tender buds that are just beginning to break the surface. But they are not, we're not looking for the big roaring flame we're looking for the pieces of aliveness that have been lost during pandemic so we can recollect them we can pull them back into ourselves we can reintegrate them and we're looking for the embers remaining in the things that are almost dead because just because we're down to ember status doesn't mean it doesn't become a fire again it just means it needs our attention so we turn our attention to our own aliveness and in the process, we become secret secret keepers and dream holders for everyone present. And to do that, I'm going to give you some observations, some things that I have learned in the past few days. The first is that when you are allowed to dream and to desire, things move, and when you are specifically asked. To make unrealistic desires, amazing things happen. One of the best hours of my life has been sitting in a rooftop in Philly with women that have just done incredible work together, building trust to get to the point where when we share our unrealistic desires out loud, everyone cheers, hoots, hollers, whoops builds upon, is excited for, is genuinely enthusiastic about, is fucking stunned to hear and up the ante on, is willing to say, oh my God, I want that too. That there's a collective energy we can make and it rises and it's beautiful when we just want what we want and say what we want and are unrealistic about what we want. Because realism, and I'm going to say this probably I'll billion times in my lifetime. This is, we're in the early repetitions. Realistic is a stick that we are beaten with. And the truth is we are living in an incredibly like imagination disabled world. I don't have a better way to put it. It's possible that someone will say, don't use the word disabled regarding imagination. I just don't have a better way to phrase it. It's like, It is really like, like we have imagination and then it is, and I use the word beaten out of us because it is, there is a violence to it. Like you're dreaming, get back to, get back to class. You're, you're not paying attention. You're, but what are you supposed to be paying attention to if you already know how to do fractions and we're on day 17 of fucking fractions? What am I supposed to do except daydream or read my book? I'm certainly not going to pay attention to this thing that I most definitely know how to do. This is not a spiritual teaching with great nuance. This is this is I'm speaking specifically to me in 4th grade being like, "Okay, I get fractions. Got it. Got it. We're reviewing for the test. We're reviewing for the test. We're reviewing for the test." Like but but instead of the imagination part which could be like maybe All the kids that know what the fuck they're doing could be in a different class or could be helping or could be doing a project or could be doing something else. We don't have any imagination for them. They just sit quietly watching everyone else learn things. And if you already know, then you're just silent. There's a lack of imagination to education. There's a lack of imagination to desire because what we tend to think of as desire, what we are trained into thinking of as desire... And Damien, I see you. There's like, there's like possibly four dudes that listen to this thing. I see you. Stay with me. Um, desire is made to be realistic. And the truth is that realistic just means in this particular version of reality. But can you imagine telling someone who is under Taliban rule... Who wishes to be free of taliban rule because all their rights have been taken away they're being forced to wear burqas they're being forced inside they're not allowed to play sports they're not allowed to do academics they're not allowed to have lives outside of the home that their dream to be free is unrealistic because that's not what society is reflecting for them right now it is the most realistic dream in the world to want People to have basic human rights, and when we are told that that is not realistic, it is a form of deep, deep harm to our imaginations and In more subtle ways, capitalism shapes our imagination. If I desire for my artwork to support and sustain me, first off, it is assumed that that means it has to make money, not at all true. And secondly, it's assumed that the only reason that I'll become a good or great artist, heavy air quotes, is if my work results in fantastic financial gain. That's how I'll know that I'm successful. That's an utter lack of imagination. Just they couldn't be less imaginative. Because what if your art is the way that you connect with other human beings? What if that is how your life force flows to you? What if that is how you sustain yourself, your soul, your imagination, your connections, your relationships, your community? I can hardly breathe. I'm talking so fast. And what if you do something completely different to pay the bills? Capitalism says that's wrong. Imagination says do it. So there is a fatalistic lack of imagination that if we just say the requirement is be unrealistic in your desires, beautiful, 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 beautiful things happen. What happened was there were some things that was like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. There were some like material possession wants. It was great. Unrealistic desire. Fantastic. And then every single person expressed a desire to make a space, a community, a hub, a way of bringing people together differently than the way that we're experiencing right now in this culture at this time. Every single one. That if we're allowed to make unrealistic desires just on the other side of unrealistic is the space where we all desire community. And we want new ways of making it that don't look like go to church, have church dinners, that's community. Go to school, have school activities, that's community. Or um, go to um, 12-step programs, meet other people in 12-step programs, that's community. Those are all ways of making community. I have no judgment about those. But there has to be a way that those of us that are no longer in school – not involved in 12-step programs, and have no desire in joining a church, still get to have community. We cannot be excluded simply because we are over the age of 18, don't have kids, right? That excludes you from school activities. We don't want to participate in organized religion, or in my case, if organized religion has caused great harm and we have left it, the only piece of organized religion I miss is the community part, There has to be some other way for us to have community. And that is the secret that I am desperately trying to unlock within me, within my clients, within the greater world. How do we do that? How do we make community? How do we keep community? How do we get fed? How do we feed others? How do we do that in a completely ethical, clean way within the confines of capitalism without making Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I infinitely give to you. And at some point, I hope you're triggered to give back to me in a false sense of reciprocity, which is the essence of content marketing. How the fuck do we do this? These are the questions I'm trying to answer. Perhaps those questions are not interesting to you, but I just can't think of anything more interesting to me at this time than how the fuck we make and sustain community outside of enormous structurally uh, questionable institutions, particularly those that have existed for millennia and have contributed to the oppression of women for the entirety of their existence. We, I need, I will not project into you. I need to be unrealistic about what's possible so that I can help other people be unrealistic about what's possible so that our unrealistic dreams can and do happen on a short ass timeline. The second thing, and it is hot in this car. And if I open the window, there'll be like noises of humans and cars and probably lawnmowers. So we're going to keep it short here. The second thing is, and there's an urgency to this if you're listening. Firstly, I love you. Thank you for listening. With all of me, it is a great honor and a gift that you are listening. And secondly... We are running out of fucking time. There is a sense of urgency that is just, it is nigh impossible to convey via, via podcast. There's the, but it's important that I express this to you. There is a sense of urgency that we are running out of time to be allowed to be women and exist in this world at this time in the United States. If you live in a place with fewer rights than the United States, it has been urgent and is urgent for you the whole time. It is closing in on an additional... 156 million women at this time they're coming for Roe v Wade they're coming for contraception, they're coming for gay rights, they're coming for gay marriage they're coming for interracial marriage they're coming for I don't know what I don't know what comes after that they're coming for the ability to be gay in the first place. they're coming for our ability to gather uh, and to protest they're, it's all they're coming for all of it. And the only way we're going to endure it, fight it, push back against it and create other realities is by taking the lids off of our imagination, by being in deep trust, by being in community and by making new ways of being from the ground up. That is what I am trying to do. That is what the imaginarium exists for. It is nothing less than completely and totally revolutionizing your life and the ways that you think and be in the name of doing life differently because that is the call to fucking action. The call to action is not give me money, the call to action is please. Please find ways to free your imagination to make a better world for all of us because it is in dire, dire, dire need of you, of your gifts, of your talents, of your energy, and of your ability to stay connected to your heart, your soul, and your imagination as you walk through this world. There are endless numbers of people who wish to take power from you, and that is not what we're gonna do here, not on my watch, not on my time, and not when you give me money, ever. And there was this great moment of vulnerability yesterday um, because I have everybody over at the end of the imaginary. I have them over on my front porch and I distribute dubs <laughs> and edibles, like whatever you would like in terms of like um, just sort of exploring cannabis. And then we just talk. We just like download what just happened. How are you? How are we? What's going on? We're good. We're good. Right. So, um Allison is in the kitchen with me. What is that noise? Great. Allison's in the kitchen with me and Allison and I uh are talking and I say, "Thank you so much for taking the time to do this work for making the space to do this work." And she says something thankful back. And then I say, The trouble I'm having is that there is no longer time to hang around and pay attention to and listen to Kristen for five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten years before you take action, before you work with me. Because it's burning down and we need to establish the structures that will help us survive the burning as it worsens. We need to make those structures now. While we have the bandwidth, while we have the time, while we know that whatever's happening at the midterms is bad, whatever is happening in the 2024 elections in the United States is worse. Perhaps there will be some sort of imagination that pulls us out of it, and we will figure that out together. But what I predict at this moment is that 2022 is going to be rough. 2024 to 2025 is going to be rougher. Let's fucking make the community structures and the trust spaces and the places where we are freeing our imaginations. Let's make those and let's make those quickly. Let's make those well and let's make those in a way that will sustain for the long term on purpose so that we are well supported as the world burns harder, as structures fall faster, as fascism continues to try to tighten its grip. It's not going to stop trying and it remains to be seen how successful we will be at saving democracy. But what I can guarantee from a not cynical perspective is that I don't see the far right stopping, giving up, changing tactics, or just acquiescing to the demands that we have for democracy. I don't see that happening. So it's going to take all of us and it's going to take well-resourced, very alive, very intuitive, very connected to their own bodies, very intelligent, very, very imaginative humans to move the needle on whatever happens next. And I don't pretend to know what that is. So. The way that Allison and I described it was there was this moment where I was like, thank you for doing that, because I understand that the Imaginarium is basically like, okay, so the game is we're all going to trust each other? Okay, 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 let's jump. And then both at the same time, we both did that, like, Thelma and Louise kind of like, oh! because that's how it feels. Trusting people. It's hard for me to trust people that are coming to me and like, I don't know you, but we're going to do this thing. It's hard for the people that are showing up to be like, I don't know you, but we're going to do this thing. We all trust together. We all jump together. We all do amazing things together. There's no way for me to do this work without being vulnerable. There's no way for you to do this work without being vulnerable. But the refusal to be vulnerable will also lead to a refusal to grow your imagination, change your reality, try on new ways of being, be truly seen, express your authentic self, feel your feelings, use your voice, and generally be able to connect extraordinarily well with other humans and therefore, with yourself. So it is entirely too hot in this car for me to continue any longer. Here's what I need you to know. One, please, please, please foster your unrealistic desires. The more unrealistic they are, the better. Because we need the training wheels, the blinders, the sticks, whatever it is that keeps your imagination on the rails and in heavy air quotes reality we need those blinders off even if it's just for 20 minutes a day we need and i'm saying we as all of humanity we need the imaginative answers that we simply do not have at this moment from functioning within binaries and fighting one political party against another and just saying an endless shitty 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 gridlock and hatred hatred is not very imaginative (laughs) And we need imagination. We need ways to build bridges. We need ways to forge bonds. We need ways to keep people that have fucking 400 ak-47s in their basement in their basement and not using those ak-47s we need imagination and new ways of being and growing now more than ever so whatever it is that helps you imagine helps you grow helps you desire helps you remember who you are find those things prioritize those things use those things we need them and we need you And for sure, for sure, there's another Imaginarium coming within a few months. If you're like, uh, I would like to be the first to know, please, please be brave. Just email me, k at kristenkelp.com. You can have like subject line Imaginarium, you know, and just write waitlist. It doesn't have to be a deep, vulnerable, intimate thing. It can be. You can tell me all about yourself. I would love that. But just let me know because my sense is there'll be five spaces and we're going to do the big, 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 big work together. But there are only five spots. They're going to fill. It's going to be amazing. If you want to be the first to know, let me know. Or you can do the magical work of bit.ly slash talkwithk.k. B-I-T dot slash T-A-L-K-W-I-T-H-K-K. Talk with me. I will have dates by the time those calls are happening. And we will figure it out. But this is not a sales pitch. This is an urgent deeply urgent call to action because I love you where you have unrealistic desires I celebrate you where you would like to see flying dragons that annihilate everyone who wears a fucking nazi symbol on their clothing I feel you where you yearn for community and don't know how to make it I absolutely feel you where you had community and lost it due to the structures of school, religion, corporate, whatever it is, there was an institution in your life and now there's not, and you feel the lack of community most acutely, Ah, I feel you, it hurts, it's hard. But I and we are actively trying on new ways of being, new ways of being in community, new ways of connecting, new ways of trusting, and new ways of imagining a future, a better future together. May you feel the joy that comes from doing a job well done. May you soak in the exhaustion that is part gratitude and part living your fucking purpose in this world. May you experience an expanded imagination with no effort other than allowing yourself to take the blinders off or the brakes off. May you find new and gorgeous ways to connect with the humans in your neighborhood, in your community, in your society, in your immediate vicinity. May you learn to trust yourself more deeply and therefore others more deeply. May you trust that even if we don't know what the solution is at this moment, we are going to make them together. We are building bridges as we go. We are finding new ways of being day by day, week by week, year by year. May you trust what you know in your body already, what you know in your intuition, you know, in your gut already, may you follow it. Maybe you chase that dream of aliveness, the the deep life force within you. May you find that, may you find and tend it, may you find ways to keep the embers of your soul alive and keep them moving toward that roaring flame that keeps the soul burning in such a gorgeous way. And may you know that wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I am rooting for you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that.